Welcome to 30 Minutes to Wealth, the show that teaches you how to build wealth through real estate. Our company, ProFunds Mortgages, has assisted real estate investors in achieving wealth for over two decades. Over the next 30 minutes, we're going to share some of our key strategies in real estate with you. Right here on 30 Minutes to Wealth. We're here with our guest, Ellie. Ellie, thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. So you've been a client of ProFunds and investor for the past three years, and we've absolutely loved having the opportunity to work with you. Mm-hmm. And we're excited today to talk about your experience in real estate. I know you've been involved in both the active and passive side. So could you start off to just tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background and how you got started in real estate? I live in the GTA with my husband, and we have two amazing kids. I got started in real estate when I was 20, actually. Actually, um, my my husband he had his own house and he was renting out rooms to to people and that was covering his mortgage. And Amazing! Awesome. Yeah, we've got a show coming up on that. So. Oh, perfect! I'll yes. be watching that too. Yes. It's a great way to start. Yes. And uh, after we got married, we kept renting rooms. You know, we were young; it didn't matter. We were living with sometimes complete strangers, but it was okay. And um, I'm very debt adverse, so. Um, having renters pay our mortgage was a really good strategy for us. And uh, did you purchase any other income properties after that? We did, yes, we did actually. We actually now have three. It happened over time. So one was in the early 90s and then uh, more recently, like 2013, 2014. So now we, we do have three rental properties. So how do you like that side of the business? It's, it's been really good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a fair bit of work, but once you kind of get your system set up, it's okay. That's right. Well, I love real estate, you know. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> Everybody knows how much I love real estate. No, I really do love it. And I know. So I, I do that too. I have my income producing properties and then I also diversify in other investments. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. A little bit more about the passive side of mm-hmm. investing. Now, we were speaking earlier, and I, I want to bring this up because I think it's a valuable topic, and it's about your experiences in other investment vehicles. So we want to talk about how you participated in stocks and and associated costs and fees, and, and how did that work out for you, that, that investment particularly? When we first started out, um, and we were able to do so, we started putting money into a mutual fund through, a, we had an investment advisor who kind of helped us through that. And we did that for quite a while um, because we were focusing on our day jobs and it was kind of like in the background and mm-hmm. such. But then kind of realized that we really had to keep more of an eye on it because we weren't making the gains that we were promised. Promised. Yes. <laughs> I hate to say that, but yes, yeah. we, you know, every seven years your, your uh, investments will double and it didn't happen that way for us. Um, you know, that's just our experience. I personally think that a lot of it has to do with the fees that are involved. Like if you take your funds out prior to seven years, then, mm-hmm. then you're, you're, you have to pay more. There's also the management expense ratios, which are typically around two and a half percent. We actually did switch into a different model and we started doing, um, investing, uh, directly with a, like a stock, well, not a stock broker, I guess it's still a stock advisor. Right. And so yep. you, what you do is you pay one and a half percent every time you buy a stock and then right. you pay one and a half percent every time you sell us. So how um, did you get into the mortgage investments? Like this is a great and passive investment vehicle. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people out there don't see it. They don't understand. They don't realize how easy it is. Yeah. And you know, how risk adverse it can be if you're in the right place. So how did you get involved in that? Well, just so happened, luckily ran across the concept of uh, syndicated mortgages at an investment, sorry, real estate 
conference. Right. Um, met some staff at Pro Funds and was talking to them about what they do. And I have to say, as soon as we learned about it, I was all in. It, it just yeah. makes so much sense to me, I guess, because I really, truly believe in real estate as a long-term investment strategy yes. and, yeah. and you can Absolutely. feel it, you can drive by it. And, and let's talk a little bit about what a mortgage investment is for yeah. the viewers that maybe are not too familiar because it is a, uh, you know, not as widely known as an approach, right. but yeah. um, basically it's, it's becoming a private lender, right? So mm-hmm. you would essentially be taking the position of a bank and you'd be lending your funds to a borrower mm-hmm. who would, and then in return for that um, loan, you'd be actually secured on their real estate. And that real estate would be really the collateral, the backing to your investment. So it is mm-hmm. a really um, favorable well, on yeah. real estate. So if there are any, yes. if anything, God forbid, ever did happen, you know, there's a way to realize rather than if you're in a stock and it goes mm-hmm. down, you either hold out for a while or sell it and, and take the loss. You have the security of the real estate. So, I mean, you could be a very conservative person and get mm-hmm. involved in a mortgage and feel completely safe where you are with it. Yeah. You still earn great returns. Yeah, so you'd actually have a registered charge on that real estate. You could be a first mortgage, a second mortgage. Um, and, you know, there's so many different parameters that we look for in investing in this. Mm-hmm. But I know once once a lot of investors get started, yeah. they they really love it because... You get a taste and that's it. Exactly. You're done, you're hooked. Definitely <laughs> So talk to us a little bit about the different avenues that you utilize for your investments in these mortgages. With the growth in the market, we were able to have a bit of a spread between our mortgage and our principal residence value. And we were able to leverage that using a line of credit. And so we took some of those funds and we invested in some pro fund mortgages, syndicated Mm -hmm. mortgages. So that's been a a really valuable strategy. We would pay, let's say, 4% on average for a um, for borrowing from the bank. And then we would, we've been getting around 14%. So on average, we're making about 10% off of borrowed money. Of borrowed now, money. Yes. A lot of yeah. people may yes. not know what syndicated mortgages mm-hmm. and what it means. So yeah. basically what it is, is it's a mortgage that you register on a property, but there's more than two people in it. Mm-hmm. So that is considered a syndicated mortgage. And those have been around for decades. And it's just a matter of a few people getting together and doing an investment. Lending one mortgage amount as opposed to one person coming up with that one mortgage amount on right. their own, right? So it opens the door for many people mm-hmm. so they can invest smaller amounts, diversify the risk amongst several mortgage investments. Absolutely. And and that enables the opportunity to make great returns on your money. So with your your line of credit then you said you were you were borrowing at approximately 4%, you were lending it out at around 14, and then mm-hmm. you were netting that 10% spread on average. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what have you been able to do with that extra income? Has that, because um, I guess with mortgage <laughs> investing, she's living the life. She's it's going to be, so all yeah. that interest you earn would go back into your account, right? Is that basically being saved up as a nest egg for you for retirement or? Well, I mentioned before they're a bit debt adverse. So uh, anything that we're gaining, we just roll it back in and we try and do more investments. Um, Smart. Well, it, I mean, we're still trying to have fun too, but uh, we yeah. do try to live conservatively and, and uh, uh, I mean, we're still enjoying you. life, but it's, I, I like to see it grow. That's for sure. Fantastic. So I wanted to bring up the fact that this isn't just a line of credit. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can use cash. But you can also yeah. use registered funds right. and registered funds, meaning RSPs, TFSA, Lira, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And this is another venue for making great returns on your money. And then in an RSP, it's, it's tax deferred. Mm-hmm. So you could just grow 
that RSP and compounds over years and you're left with a beautiful nest egg at the end of the day. So we want to talk a little bit about the process of that. So mm-hmm. our viewers understand exactly how does it work. So Jordan, you handle that process. What is the process from going from having the funds there to actually closing and having the funds going back into your account? Yeah. So typically the first thing is we just want to make sure that um, the funds are set up with a registered plan trustee that's going to enable the investors to self-direct their funds into mortgage investments because most of your, you know, the main big banks and institutions out there don't specialize in this given that it's a little bit more niche of a product. So um, Ellie, where were your funds before you transferred them over. Um, there was one of the big banks. One of the big banks. Yeah, and yeah. Like in our RSP, we had stocks. And so we just, um, when we decided we wanted to, to do this mortgage investing, um, we transferred them over to uh, Community Trust. And so that's who we've been using. And what we did was we, what's the word, divested? Is that the right word? Yeah, well, you, you actually have to take wherever your funds are. Mm-hmm. So if you have your funds with one of the big five banks and they do not let you self-direct to mm-hmm. mortgage investments, you have to move them into a plan that will allow for that. So you have to, you don't take it out of the RSP. Yeah, just, it's called an in-cash. Right. Yeah. So Transfer basically, yes. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if they're in-kind, they have to be moved to a cash position and then mm-hmm. they can be transferred. So basically just making sure that they're liquid within that account so that they can be moved to essentially a different holder, but they're never being removed from that RSP or that right. tax advantage shelter throughout right. that process. You can't do that or else you'd have to pay taxes on it. So yes. we, yeah, we, we changed it only to cash yeah. and then transferred in kind to community trusts. So then we had money or funds available to do the investing. So let's go right. through that process. Um, I know and how it was for you. Yeah, and how exactly how that was for you. So how long, do you remember how long it took your funds? I know it's approximately two to six weeks yeah. and it can vary depending on um, the institution that's releasing the funds. And in many cases, I've had several clients where the relinquishing institution took a long time. Yeah, because they don't want to give up their money. So they're the ones that are holding the whole thing up. So if you need to get it out, you need to nudge them along. But it does need to be in cash. So you have to take it out of any investment that may be in at the time. And then then you can actually move it over. Mm -hmm. So there's a a document set that actually ProFund's staff team members will will assist with getting it moved over for you. And then I think it does take like typically about a week or two to get done. And once that your funds are in the plan holder that will allow for you to self-direct your money to a mortgage investment, then you're eligible to inquire and reserve investment vehicles in in the company. I remember it being a really smooth process. It did take a little bit of time. And I remember you just reminded me that I actually had to call our our uh, relinquishing uh, yeah. company to a couple times just to say, hey, is it done yet? Yeah. Um, just because I was excited to get started with the other, the new kind of investing that we were going to do. Four to six weeks. Yeah, there's some planning, range, but, but um, yeah. you know, in, in waiting for that to happen. But once it's there, I think it is a pretty smooth process. And now let's talk about the fees because I know that is something that a lot of people ask about. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have an idea of, of the structure of the fees that you're paying on, on those accounts? Uh, a little bit. I know that for each of our investments, it's about $220 a year for the annual fee and it's done quarterly. So about $55 a quarter for mm-hmm. each investment. So how does that compare to the fees that you were charged 
in the other investment vehicle yeah. for the stock markets and so on. And well, I think it was probably, a, it's about half, maybe even more. So if you bought and sold mm-hmm. $100,000 worth of stocks, it would be $3,000. doesn't matter how long you hold it for. Right. And so if you hold it for, I, I think I figured the math out, seven years, you'd be around the same as what you're paying for the pro funds investments. Mm-hmm. But typically the pro funds investments are half that mm-hmm. long. So for clarity for people, right. this is strictly on registered funds. So when you're in a registered fund yeah. investment, that company needs to charge an administration fee for servicing your funds. So That's they right. charge, I'm, I'm not sure. It's yeah, it's about, it's about 400 in total because there's annual fees right. plus then the fees that you mentioned mm-hmm. when you're actually investing in a mortgage. Mm-hmm. So in total, you're looking at around $400 per year per account. So, mm-hmm. um, when, you know, when you compare it to those other things that are percentage based, it really, it really is pretty minimal at the end of the day, right? right? I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely at least half. Yeah, 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 it's great. So, so once your funds are there, then with um, community trust, and you if you've got them available to invest, that's that's kind of the fun part. That's when you can start browsing the different mortgage opportunities yes. and, and deciding what you're interested in. So, I mean, when you first got started, was there any criteria that you were looking for? Was it important for you that you could drive by the property that you were investing in, or did you have any criteria ahead of time? Basically, looking at the offerings, we wanted to see what kind of made sense to us. So one of our first ones was Milton. And I know we're going to talk about that. And that's the one that that we're going to give a case study on. So that's great. But we also, we picked ones that were like um, different types of properties. So one of them is um, an adult lifestyle community. Mm -hmm. And it made sense to us because of the population. So we kind of looked at the property type, the location, what kind of employers are in those locations. And it's a very common sense approach to an investment because you realize you do have the security, as I'm saying again, Mm -hmm. you actually have a registered charge on the property. So Mm -hmm. nobody can do anything unless they pay us back. So they can't sell their house. They can't refinance their house. We have to be paid back before anybody can do anything else with that property. So that's such a great situation there. And also with the private lending, there's many different types. So uh, for our company specifically, I can speak that we do not lend to challenge situation. We cater to real estate investors and our investors come to us for either a construction mortgage or um, let's say development mortgage, or let's say they just need to, for example, we have a, a very a good guest who comes on our show often is Andrew Hines, and he uses private money on his existing real estate to purchase other real estate. So that's yeah. the theme of our, our lending. So for the most conservative and faint at heart, these investments <laughs> are perfect. Yeah. Right? And yeah. your returns are still there. So it's all about where you're putting your money. I know there might be some things that people say out there in the industry. Oh my gosh, I'm afraid. They're crippled by fear on doing it. But if you take a look at the fundamentals and just the basics, where is the property located? How much is it worth? And Jordan, yeah. your favorite thing is loan to value. Loan to value. Loan yes, to value. Sure and loan to value is the loan amount that you're putting on the property versus the value. And as long as you have security there and there's a, uh, you know, some room in there, 10 to 20%, mm-hmm. then you should be fine. Shouldn't be any issues. So yeah, we want to make sure at the end of the day that we're never over leveraging that real estate when mm-hmm. we are registering a mortgage on there, because at the end of the day, that's our security, that's our collateral. Mm-hmm. So let's get into a little bit about the the case study yeah. and your your investment in, in, in the Milton project. <laughs> so that was a first mortgage, so re- registered in first priority on that real estate, and it was for the development of a mixed use building. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to us a little bit about how the process was and getting started yeah, with your, that investment your, your and doing your due diligence. Yeah. Well, it was really easy, uh, easier than you would think. Um, So ProFunds provides all sorts of 
documents to go through uh, to whatever level you, you want to, to, to be comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. And there's also legal, legal advice that is included as well, that mm-hmm. like an independent lawyer um, that we could contact to ask any questions. So yeah, I'm so, so happy that it's that easy. <laughs> It was, it was so easy. Because, yeah. Like, can yeah. you imagine if you had this big, long thing to say, then everyone would think, holy smokes, I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. if I'm interested, but, and I'll just summarize. We do our due diligence. We're here to look after the investors. So we make sure we go through everything, but it's your priority or your obligation to make sure that you're happy with it and that I've answered all of your questions. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. we would send you the deal. You say, okay, Carmen, yeah, I like this, but can you give me this information or this and this and just make sure you're completely 100% satisfied. And once you are, then you say, yes, I will commit. We make sure that the funds are already in the RSP. If you're using your RSPs in Lira, whatever it might be, TFSA, mm-hmm. um, if they are, then you commit. We draft up the paperwork, mm-hmm. which is all in your favor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You sign it. Sign it. And it. then you scan it. See the lawyer that's representing you. Mm-hmm. And uh, they close the deal. And 30 days later, your funds start yeah. going into your plan. If it's a cash investment, it'll go to you directly. Now, this is where the case study comes in. Yeah. So let's break down a little bit of the returns and in, in the structure of how this one worked. So I know there was a 7% interest rate that was um, offered on this mortgage and a 7% lender fee. And that was a deferred lender fee. So now, let's clarify these are per annum. Yes. Because lender fee, some people go, why are you charging me a fee? <laughs> no. It's, it's a bonus, a lender bonus that right. goes yes. to the a lender, investors. a lender fee or bonus that's paid yes. to you. So in total it was a 14% um, return per year paid to the investor. Now this deal was approximately three years. So we'll just break it down for a three year, um, calculation just to show investors. So the interest rate is really your cash flow side of things, yeah. right? So in a lot of the deals, which is really neat, investors can choose if they want to receive their interest on a monthly basis or they can actually get their interest in some cases up front for the whole term or even a portion of the term, and that's the juicy which part. is really, really fantastic because now you can take interest that you've earned, say two years or three years ahead of time, receive it and then reinvest it and start earning interest on pre-earned interest. So it's a pretty cool, <laughs> everybody it. finds it to be really <laughs> awesome. And I do too. I think it's a great yeah. avenue if you want to grow your portfolios. Mm-hmm. Compound on compound. But, um, yeah. So for this one, the 7% for the three-year term was around $21,000 on say $100,000 investment example. And then your deferred lender fee was another 7% and that accumulated or accrued, sorry, every single day for the the term and is paid to you at the end when you get your original principal back. So that's another one, another $21,000 on your $100,000 investment. And I want to say, sorry to interrupt, but I'd like to say that that's actually a contractual fixed amount, right? So you're not saying, oh, I hope the project uh, is successful or they're successful in their real estate venture here. It doesn't matter. That money is owed to you regardless Absolutely. of what the builder yeah. makes. That's it's, right. It's contractual. Yeah. So in total, then the return would have been 42000 on the $100,000 investment example in over three years. Yes. Wow. So, so what's that total return then if you got your money in advance? Well, it's 14% a year. Um, if you got your money in advance, I think we paid two years up front. So it was around 16.3% a year. And everybody effectively. Says, oh my yeah. gosh. The reality is that's the going and fair market rate for second mortgage money. But this was a first. So yeah. you, you did really, really well on that deal. Yeah, I'm very happy with that investment. Yes, excellent. Well, to summarize, Ellie, um, are there any future objectives that you have in real estate? Do you, do you want to continue down the passive uh, real estate side or are you going to be looking to do any more active real estate? 
Possibly a little bit of both, but honestly, I love the passive investing. It gives us a little more leeway with our day jobs just to relax a bit, take some stress off, and I don't have to worry about it. Pick the investment and then forget about it, basically. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the tenants calling you in the middle exactly. of the night with a broken thing. Exactly. Or... And you guys are yeah. always available if I ever have a question or a concern. Yeah. Customer service is number one, but also the lender investor has to be reasonable and easy to work with and you know basically understand this process and that you know we're working with hundreds of investors for example yeah. <laughs> in one case right and there's there's lots of moving parts involved so yes. excellent it's great working with you guys too so now you can retire <laughs> go travel to belize oh, maybe. right i take, don't know that's take happen, your passive but... well hey <laughs> you gotta say it will happen it will happen then okay. it will happen all right and we thank you beach. so much <laughs> yes that's great so if you're interested in learning more about how you can participate in these types of mortgage investments you can go to profunds.ca for more details and if you want to check out some other shows learn about real estate investing you can go to 30minuteswealth.com 30 minutes are up go create wealth any and all of the opinions expressed by guests on this program were theirs alone and did not necessarily reflect those of the network, the producers, or the host. Please consult a professional advisor before making any investment decisions.